Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join me and my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. Uh, we were going to do something Christmassy and then Thursday evening, Disney decided to take a big dump of everything they could have announced over the last 12 months and decided not to right. and drop it all at once over a four hour investors call, I guess is what it was. The only thing uh, I know is that you sent us an obscene amount of texts. Yeah, well, I, had, I followed it. I had taken like the day off and I decided, man, it was one of those things where it's like, if I look at my phone, I'll still get asked to do something at work. So I'm just putting my phone away for the day. And the next morning I had like 300 fucking texts. And I was like, well, either somebody died or there's some news. The phonies are worked up about. <laughs> and it was, the, it was the, it was the second one, which is happy better. to report. Yeah. 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 Again, I apologize for blowing y'all's phone up, but no, Ian it was, was great. Ian was the only one who was talking to me and he was like, cubic coming bro and i was I mean, like they, okay they also I, I mean the thing is like i don't feel like it was all like you know I, I don't feel like you were sending us fluff necessarily i just feel like <laughs> they just announced a lot of shit right? yeah yeah uh we can we'll go through it um speaking of fluff we'll kind of hit maybe the fluff part of it grouped up in in and um you know like lump sums instead of hitting things individually but uh it was a lot of stuff and again I, I guess it was kind of like that fandom experience sort of, except that had like a con atmosphere where there were panels and stuff. This was like four hours of hall H and I just, I don't really understand why they didn't do it throughout the year, but Disney was just like, we've been holding on and here all it is at once. It and is it- definitely, I feel like a strange uh, strategy, especially if the goal, I mean, I guess it's like to build hype for the investors, but I think that's exactly it. I think that they were holding off on making an announcement on new shit since all the old shit hasn't come out yet. But, you know, it was probably they had to get it out before the end of the years because of investors. So, and I mean, realistically, even outside of uh, legal uh, stockholder requirements, we're on the waning days of this season of The Mandalorian after a lot of people's one year free trial of Disney Plus has expired. (laughs) Uh, so I think I think they are well aware that there is a, a vast portion of the population that's just got their finger hovering over that unsubscribe button. Right. So I think this was their way of, of saying, hey, wait, 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 look, there's really a lot of good stuff coming. And fuck, <laughs> you know what? They're right. There is a lot of good stuff coming. I do that's not a, disagree with that. That's a great place to start. Um, we'll talk more about like the Marvel and, and Star Wars Disney Plus stuff when we get to marvel and star wars but just generally for disney plus some things that they did announce uh things we get we confirmation about the beauty and the beast prequel series with luke evans and josh gad which i'm fine with because those were the best parts of that movie no doubt uh a remake of swiss family robinson percy jackson and the olympians tv show uh i've never read the books i don't hate the movies but apparently people who hate who've read the books abhor the movies so right Apparently that's sucks. Also, isn't this like adaptation? I mean, maybe it's still a thing. I don't know if people's kids still read Harry Potter, but wasn't like Percy Jackson like the hot thing like ten years ago? Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. definitely. It was like it, it was like just after Harry Potter. Uh, well, I, I guess like the kids who grew up with Harry Potter, it was like the generation after them was Percy Jackson. But. Yeah, it was definitely them chasing the dragon. It was them trying to get that high again. 
And then a couple of big uh, other properties. I think this is Mighty Ducks. It's a new TV show. I think it's a, maybe a limited series. I think it's only one run. Um, Emilio Estevez coming back. Uh, that chick from Gilmore Girls. And then the other kind of, I guess, big news was remakes of classic movies, Turner and Hooch, starring <laughs> Josh Peck. And then Three Men and a Baby with Zac Efron are all programs coming directly to Disney Plus, not related to other studios. None of this really gets me excited. Didn't we make a pitch for, uh, for Three Men and a Baby that was better than that? Uh, if we did, I want to find it. Cause... <laughs> I, uh, I, I just, th- th- this may be, I think maybe I said it. So I, I, this might be me being a jackass, but I think I... I think we we already talked about what we would do with three men and a baby, and it was way better than that shit. Yeah, that that is not something that I can understand why you would go back to. Like, <laughs> I get we have a million versions of Robin Hood, or I mean, a Peter Pan and Robin Hood for that matter. Mm-hmm. So I understand why maybe you're like, oh, there we need another interpretation. No one is saying I want to rewatch Three Men and a Baby. Um. I do feel like Zac Efron, though, could grow a good mustache. So I'd yeah. like to see that. The, the only way I would really be excited about a three men and, and a baby remake is if they made it about, you know, the urban legend about the dead kid in the window. Yeah, I feel like that was your pitch. Was Am I wrong in, <laughs> if no, we're going to go I back and find that episode? I had something specific about casting. It was some it was some specific shtick, but I can't remember what it was. I just know I was really fucking proud of myself. I just feel like if you're going to like bring up weird uh, 80s baby movies that we can't make anymore and turn them into TV series, let's do uh, Look Who's Talking and, uh, you know, tell Bruce Willis he can just do it from his fucking cell phone. (laughs) I I think he'd be on board. That is a very similar quality. Uh, The other Disney streaming service, there's a lot of rumor going into Investor Day that they were going to announce Hulu was going to go away. And they were going to combine it with Disney Plus. That did not happen. That's not going to happen. I don't yeah, think. there there was something that kind of gave that credence. They announced Star, which is like international markets. That's adult content. Won't right. be in the U.S. market. I, they're just going to keep putting it uh, adult content on Hulu. But um, some things that did come, we got. Oh, this is kind of FX too, because since Disney owns everything now, right. uh, four more seasons of It's Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, God knows I will not argue against that. That's uh that show is quite often my uh my Prozac. Two more seasons of Handmaid's Tale, at least. A Noah what's his name? Bond Noah Holly. Holly, the other one. Yeah. Noah Holly's making an alien show, which sounds pretty dope. I like those this words combined together. I'm most excited about. I think this is fucking great. A Stones show, which is a it's right now got two season order Rolling Stones TV show. I don't really know much more about it. And then something called Shogun, which they're calling real world uh, Game of Thrones. It's about feudal Japan. Of all of that, I mean, the Shogun sounds cool, but definitely the alien show is the thing yeah. that gets me hyped. I feel like Noah Holly, because I feel like if you're going to do aliens, there's got to be an anthology aspect to the seasons. And I man, that's just the best guy to do it. I feel like he could do episodes from the perspective of the Xenomorphs and make it interesting. It's like, like, I'm just excited for all the shit. Because that guy, you know, I like the way that guy's mind works. He, yep. did, he did Legion, right? He yes. did. 
Yeah. As long as uh, as long as Dan Stevens isn't in it, I'm fine with it. I'm going to go on record and say Dan Stevens will probably be in it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I think we'll see a, a lot of people from... We'll definitely see, I can't think of her name, but the girl who's both in Legion and Fargo, she will probably be your Ripley. Or oh, your Ripley-type yeah. character. Good call. So that really brings us to the uh, big dogs, the things that we care about most on this podcast. Uh, Lucasfilm and Marvel... I, I vote we start with Lucasfilm, but if you guys would rather go Marvel, we can go that way too. No, Lucasfilm's good. Uh, so big announcements. First one was Mandalorian season three debuts Christmas Day, twenty twenty one. So fifty three weeks from now, mark it on your calendar, start your countdown. <laughs> Uh, but the other things are Dave Filoni and John Favreau have two more shows coming out: uh, Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka, uh, which gives some justification why Ahsoka has been in. Uh, mandalorian because it did not need to be here but as a backdoor pilot as everyone could freaking tell right yeah sure i trust those guys whatever as long as the rangers one isn't about Kara dune i'll probably be happy right there's a real possibility i feel like that's what it's gonna be about but i just don't think i and i like gina carano a lot but i don't think she has the acting range to carry a show yeah agreed she can't be the lead like she she's fine in that role and she's fine the three or four episodes she's in so far of every season, but she can't be the lead of a six to 10 episode season. Right. Yeah. I kind of wonder if Disney or Lucasfilm is really looking at these two guys to be like, Hey, make the sequel trilogy make sense. And we're going to get a lot of like, this is how the first order came about. Mm -hmm. And, Hopefully we buy into it more because it's coming from these two guys. I've, I've, right. Again, I, we have no reason to doubt Dave Filoni at this point. So, I mean, he fixed the prequels. He did. That's a really good point, Jay Hill. <laughs> I was being negative in my original point, but <laughs> you've, you've turned me around. <laughs> Maybe he'll make me like Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> big news. I guess kind of big. Kenobi, we will see the return of Darth Vader and Hayden Christensen returning to play the role. I think that's the bigger news. (laughs) I was really excited about this. I'm super excited about this. I have mixed feelings about this. I like it in theory in the sense that I like uh, redeeming the the more, I think, unnecessarily hated parts of the prequel trilogy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, I don't know if Chris, if uh, if Hayden Christensen's gotten any better as an actor since uh, <laughs> since the prequels, so I'm not sure that I just, like you know I I get he got shat on a lot, but he was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, Joseph. The reason why I'm more pro this is because of you. You have convinced me that what happened in the prequels is not his fault. I mean, that, I, I think largely it is not. I think a lot of it is writing, but yeah, I, I think the way he portrays it is exactly how Lucas wanted it portrayed, whether that's good or bad, it's bad, but does that make it Hayden's fault? I don't know. Um, also, what is, what is he really going to be asked to do? I mean, he's going to wear the suit and, you know, do some voiceovers. Like, I think he can well, handle that part. See, I, I bet we see him. I bet we see flashbacks of it and I bet we see him a lot in his pod without the mask. 
Yeah, I can see that. I would love yeah. some, some flashbacks. Uh, some other news that's kind of come out about this show since Investor Day is that Tamora Morrison has also been cast in it, and there's rumor that it may be the Bad Batch or whatever. I hope it's Cody, because God, I would love to see Obi-Wan Kenobi face Cody again after Order 66. That would, that would be, be so super fucking dope. cool. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you on that. Some other news we've got. Andor, we saw a, um, it's not really a trailer. It's like, a, I don't know how to describe it. Making of type of thing. It's early stages. That show's been filming for about a month. I feel like it's what they usually classify under like featurette. Yeah, that looks good. What we first saw of Suicide Squad like six months ago. Yeah. Um, it looks good. I'm pumped for that show. I mean, look, I, I am on record as, as being possibly the most ardent hater of Rogue One on this podcast. Uh, but if they did one thing right, I think making a, a Han Solo character with a charismatic actor who's just slightly on the wrong side of that, like, you know, uh, scoundrel with the heart of gold kind of thing was right. a great fucking choice. So I'm excited right. to come back to this character. Yeah, we didn't really get there were some casting announcements, but I don't remember any of those people. So they're not they don't matter. Uh, is KTUSO coming back? Yes, Steve uh, Tudyk, Alan Tudyk will be back as KTUSO. So Alan Tudyk has got to be loving quarantine life because now <laughs> he can just he can just do voice work from anywhere all the time. Right. He's a very in demand guy. He's got a new show on Sci-Fi. I know it. So, animated wise, we got a trailer for Star Wars: The Bad Batch, which is kind of like a quasi sequel to Clone Wars, um, about characters that were just you know, introduced in the last season. Uh, other interesting thing about this trailer is Finnick Shand, who Mulan, Agent May, whatever her name is, plays in The Mandalorian, is featured heavily in it. Um, I don't know. Looks cool. Again, Dave Filoni, I'm on board. Sure. Right. Uh, Star Wars Visions, which is an collection of anime shorts made by Japanese studios set in the Star Wars universe. I'm real pumped about this. And they didn't show anything, but it's all the right words for Christian to get excited about. <laughs> yep, same here. <laughs> right. The other cartoon show was The Droid Story. I don't care. This is probably for children. It's about C-3PO and R2-D2, my least two favorite Star Wars characters. And then live action shows, they announced Lando and The Acolyte. We didn't really get much about either of them other than The Acolyte will be in the new time period that Disney has created called The High Republic. All right. Um, Lando, we don't know who's playing Lando Calrissian. That was a big thing. People wondered if that means they were going to recast because they did not specifically say Donald Glover was coming back, but I hope he does. I hope he does too. Did you guys see the logo for that show? The Lando show? No. I did not. Oh, it, it's dope looking. I'll send it to you in a text. Sorry for... Joseph, make it the make it the uh, the screen grab or whatever for the uh, the episode on sure. Instagram. Can make it's, that happen. It's a cool it's a cool logo. The last couple of things, Star Wars big things. Takawatiti was confirmed to direct a movie. We kind of already knew this, but they finally just admitted it. And the big reveal was that Patty Jenkins is making a Rogue Squadron movie. Which of all the news of Disney Investor Day, this is my number one favorite. I'm pumped for this. So, uh, do we have any details on what Rogue Squadron means? Is it going to be like? wedge era rogue squadron or is it going to be something further down the timeline so there is conflicting things here there had she has said it's new characters and mm -hmm. some people have taken that to be that it's going to be post rise of skywalker right 
that it'll be a new rogue squadron in the birth of whatever the universe looks like after the Skywalker saga, which I'm okay with. We've, we're getting a lot of like post empire things on, on Disney plus right now. Um, but God, I want, I, I just want to see Luke and wedge like kick ass together and as a, in a rogue squadron movie, but totally 100%. I think she's a good director for this. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think this was, I think this was a, a good like big first movie back announcement, just because you know I feel like it pisses off all the right people. Apparently, very far along in the process. Apparently, like the movie's written and they're going to start shooting in like the spring or early summer. Um, so we should be hearing more about this probably sooner rather than later. I think release is Christmas of twenty twenty two, but I don't quote me on that. Damn. The uh, allegedly ish. Yeah. Yeah. The other two Lucasfilm things that were announced Willow, they're making a Disney plus sequel and Indy five still happening. I don't really even know why they talked about it because all they said was (laughs) James Mangold was directing it and Harrison Ford was going to be in it, (laughs) which we already knew. Yeah. See, it's shit like that that really makes me think this wasn't news for us. This was news for investors. Like they, I was, mean, that's that's was, actually a good point. <laughs> it's it's very much. It was like everything's okay. Here's some good things that are gonna happen. Just to fly through a couple of uh, things that I did miss on the Disney side that I forgot. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers movies with Mulaney and Sandberg as Chip and Dale. That's fun casting. That I'll watch that movie. Yeah. Um. Hocus Pocus 2 and Enchanted 2. Both of those are kind of like cult classic movies. Uh, so, you know, good. Uh, Amy Adams doesn't need more money, but sure. Right. And the Lion King prequel, again, that we knew about, but is now confirmed. Going to happen. Barry Jenkins, which is just a really surprising turn from him. And Pharrell and John William, not John, not uh, fucking Hans Zimmer, who did music on the live action last Lion King movie are coming back for this. Have one. there been an animated uh, Lion King prequel before? No. Yeah, it would be all new stuff. Ah, huh. does uh, Simba seem like he had an interesting life? Mufasa would be the character. That's what I meant. Does did Mufasa seem like he had an interesting life? I hope they make it about Scar. All right, I would be into that. Yes, that, that's the you just named the only way they could sell me this movie if Scar was like the main character. The I want Scar to be the main character, and I want He Lives in You, which is not in the movie version of Lion King. It's in Lion King 2. It's also in the Broadway version of Lion King. Great fucking song. It's the best Lion King song. It should be in it. Some kind of like quasi-sequels that uh, from Disney Animation. Zootopia is getting a Disney Plus show. Moana. Uh, Big Hero 6 and Princess and the Frog are all getting Disney Plus TV series. Is Zootopia still super popular with kids? I don't know. I don't. My kids don't watch it near as much as they used to, but okay. they used to watch it every day. So that's right. I, I noticed. I know it was just one of those ones that like caught on where they're just like one of those repeat viewings forever type shows. So I wasn't sure if it had a had maintained cultural hold. It will be an anthology show, which I think is kind of fun. I mean, I de- there's definitely stuff to explore in that world if you want to. So I'm, I'm down with it. To be fair, again, I already have an anime for this. I don't need this, but for kids, it's fine. Moving on to Pixar, they had two big announcements. One is new movie called Turning Red, 
which is about a younger. It's made by the guy who made the dumpling short, uh, okay. which scarred families for it's months. Scary as hell. Yeah, uh, uh, it's terrifying. Um, it's on Disney Plus. It's called Bow. If you've never seen it, it's oh. fucking terrifying. Uh, he's making a movie called Turning Red, which is about a young girl. Every time she gets excited, she turns into a giant red panda, which is like a very Ghibli concept to me. Yep. I, it's very funny, uh, at least on paper. I'll probably watch that. I'm sure there's going to be a dark turn at some point. Her balls change size. Uh, <laughs> the thing that broke the internet that people just could not get their brains wrapped around of is Pixar's making a movie called Lightyear, which is about Buzz Lightyear, but not the toy, about a human voiced by Chris Evans. I can't help but feel like they've kind of done something like this before. Am there I wrong? It was a TV show. There was a TV show, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I feel like I watched some of that show. It's like the galactic adventures of Buzz Lightyear or something stupid. But yeah. And it's actually, I remember it being kind of a fun show. So. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think the concept is fine. I don't understand why this is so complicated for people. Yeah, they just did. People did not understand why it wasn't Tim Allen and why this movie exists. But um, I think based on the description, he's a fighter pilot. Um, so I feel like they just wanted to make either a, a space or B a flying movie. And they're like, oh, we could do this thing. <laughs> and that was the whole entire basis of this decision. And that's fine with me. I think it'll be cool. Pixar drawing space thing sounds like it'll look cool. Uh, you know, and, and Chris Evans, I think that's good casting just because he can mix his uh, his cat voice with uh, his more comedic voice he had done in everything but cat. Yeah, that's true. There definitely will be like a confident cockiness to it, but still probably kind of that like moral high character square jaw America mm-hmm. uh, type of thing to go along with it. So, right. Uh, and I'm, that bring- I'm, I'm down for more space stuff that doesn't take itself seriously. Let's do some more fun space. Agreed. That brings us to the, I don't even know if it was, I would say they're the big dogs, but they were the closing thing and they dropped a crap ton of trailers. Marvel um, announced really a bunch of shows. They did not do a lot, discuss a lot in the movie realm, um, but we got a trailer for Miss Marvel, for Loki, for WandaVision, for... Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier for What If. And they announced release dates for all these things, which is basically starting in like mid-January through like June. Yeah, is there's it, is gonna it, is it WandaVision that's first or is it Falcon and the Winter Soldier that's first? WandaVision starts in January. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean that's that's fucking soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh these trailers were good. I'm, I would like to hear if you guys watched them, which ones were your favorite? Mine, Loki. That trailer was yeah, dope. Loki, Loki looks great. And to be fair, you know, it's, it's kind of what we had talked about, what we thought this show might be. I feel like is what the show might be, which is essentially Marvel's Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, right. Which I'm down for. Because again, I feel like in theory, I like the idea of Doctor Who. I just can't get in with that, uh, with that fandom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. There was so much of this shit. I, I haven't even watched I I haven't watched the WandaVision one and I'm just now finding out that there was a Miss Marvel one. Yeah, so, I didn't know uh, there was one. It's very yeah. short. The Miss Marvel one is really short. It's just like a brief introduction to who she is and then like the title card. Like it's like maybe thirty seconds. All right. Um the Loki trailer 
I don't know. All all the look, all the feel just drew me in. Owen Wilson did not annoy me in it. Right. And, you know, it looks like in the Marvel Universe, like Loki is D.B. Cooper. Sign me up. That's yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, that's shit that I'm going to want to watch. Right. Uh, WandaVision looks super interesting. Uh, but I was really, you know, one that I've been more nervous about because I'm not sure Anthony Mackie or Sebastian Stamp can carry a show. But the Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer is really good. And yeah. uh, I'm excited for that show. I'm I not- don't know if either of them can carry it, but they both can carry it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not 100% sold yet. I watched the trailer and they have like some moments of like, you know, like fun banter, but I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't finding it as much fun as I feel like I need to for me to enjoy the whole show. Uh, I also like the it seems like their opening premise for the first season is the world is essentially absent a symbol. I guess it was the last Spider-Man movie. Right. Uh, the You know, an absent a symbol in Captain America and one of them has to fill it. And I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to fill up a whole season, but we're going to find out, I guess. Well, I mean, one of the things, one of the lines that caught me in it was the, uh, this shield has a complicated history and it's making me wonder if, I mean, I know there's already talk of that, that, you know, he's already cast, uh, you know, John Walker, the, uh, the U S agent, but also, you know, in Marvel history, uh, basically to fix some continuity errors, they came up with a, uh, captain america imposter that had happened between when cap went in the ice and when he woke up and uh you know later he's retconned to be like a crazy guy and stuff like that uh so i'm wondering if they're going to do something like that like maybe if there was another cap in the 50s or something and maybe he wasn't a good guy mm. there's a lot of potential there but i i have a lot of i just apprehension with this show um i i hope it's great and I'm sure I probably will love it, but uh, until it's here, I'm going to be probably more nervous about it than I am than some of the other things we're getting. Right. Yeah, definitely. Loki seems like it's the uh, it's the most sure bet, which I wouldn't have thought going into this, but it seems like you know they basically just like, well, you know, Tom Tom Middleton would be good in a Doctor Who type thing, so let's just do that. And there, I, with the time travel and stuff, there's just a lot of jokes they can make. They can interact with the movies that have already happened. It seems like the more sure bet of all three of them. But I'm still rooting for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier the most, just because I want it to be. The yeah, best. yeah, yeah. I'm uh, surprised. I'm surprised that you're surprised by this one looking the best because I feel like, uh, just from an outside perspective, Tom Hiddleston has the most just like raw star power, I guess, of all right. the leads from the other shows. And then add in Owen Wilson and, you know, you, you've already got like enough charisma to carry a lot of bullshit, even if you don't put a good show together. Yeah. That, well, that's that's a really good point. That is. Yeah. Uh, we also had a trailer for What If. Looks really interesting. Um, I don't really, you know, know what to say else on that other than it looks bizarre. And uh, I think this is the last thing Chadwick Boseman did as T'Challa. Hmm. Right, pretty sure. I know the trailer uh, highlighted at least I saw I, the ones I, I like immediately recognized were uh, T'Challa as Star Lord and uh, Peggy Carter as I guess what Captain Britain. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I I don't know what the thing was with Doctor Strange. There seemed to be like snippets of other ones in there, but those seemed to be the two main ones that they were showing off. 
Yeah, it was like uh, definitely the Captain Britain thing. Um, I think Howard creates the first Iron Man suit mm. in it. Um, it looks like Doctor Strange versus Doctor Strange. Like it's like a like a multiverse story. Yeah, the instead of Peter Quill, it's T'Challa, and then ends with Marvel Zombies with Winter Soldier taking out Cap's head or something. Right. So yeah, uh, uh, go ahead, Jay. I thought the animation looked really cool on it, and I. I it seems like something that'll be hard to fuck up since it doesn't count. So yeah, right. It'll probably, it'll probably be good. Uh, we did get uh, announced a few shows, armor wars, which is going to be uh roadie led. Um, I also have to think this means Justin hammer is coming back. Uh, yeah. He fucking better. Yeah, totally. <laughs> By the end of this, Justin hammer better be the new Tony Stark. That's my hope. <laughs> right. Um, we iron heart, so Riri Williams, I don't, you know, I, they didn't really, I think they did announce a cast for this, but I don't know anything about this character enough to I, where I can say she can be the lead of a show. I don't know why they're doing this, that this run of this comic was hot garbage. And I don't know anyone who's really fond of anything beyond the idea of it. The idea of, oh, it would be cool if a young black girl w- was Iron Man. And I'm totally on board with that is cool. So just do something new with that concept because Rewilliam sucks. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Armor Wars, I'm excited on. That's my favorite Iron Man story ever. Uh, so, you know, obviously Tony won't be in this, but if it, I could see it following the initial premise. I could see that premise working better actually with tony being dead and roadie being the lead so uh which i i don't know if you guys know no but the the original armor wars the idea was it, uh that i can't forget what bad it just makes this happen but tony stark realizes that people have his technology and are using it in other armors and he sits out to take all those down and not only does he take down a bunch of bad guys, but it also sits him as odds with the other Avengers and stuff like that. It's a, it's a really good ahead of its time story. So if it's anything like that, I would love it. Yeah, I mean, that makes too, sense, too, because that feels like Tony was already kind of on that path in these films. Right. And so with his death, like it, it would I would kind of understand if Rhodey now feels like that responsibility is his to make sure this is in good people's hands. So, right. Yeah, uh, that, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that one should be good. Secret Invasion, both Nick Fury and whatever Ben Mendelsohn scroll characters and Talos uh, coming back for this. Uh, it's it, I don't know if it's weird that we're getting Secret Invasion as a TV show. To me, I would have thought this would be a movie because I would think you would want your stars in it. But I thought, honestly, this would probably end up being the arc of the next wave. And I guess probably them getting back the Fox characters probably cop blocked that and it got it moved into a you know a side shot sort of tv show but you know whatever it'll probably be good and then for there would they did kind of announce like a marvel kid show which is i am groot which is uh stories told from baby groot's perspective Mm. um i don't know if that means it's going to happen like you know i guess we really didn't get that period we got baby groot and then we get i guess he's kind of still a baby in in guardians too but um Sure. Sounds fun. Don't know that I'll watch it, but right. also in the Guardians of the Galaxy, they announced a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which sounds perfect. James <laughs> Gunn coming back. Uh, this is the right group of characters to do it with. It's the right property to do it with. I'm on board. So we don't know anything about it. We don't know if it's going to be animated, live action, what, right? 
It will be live action, and I think it will take place before Guardians Three, but I'm not positive of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty on board with this. That sounds fucking great. I like the idea of either one, just general space holiday, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Christmas like space holiday, or uh, Peter Quill <laughs> trying to explain American Christmas uh, to all of his his crewmates and like doing this weird knockoff celebration of. I mean, you know, something that has absolutely nothing to do with Christianity in space. Both of those things sound fun to me. I want it to I mean, just be light day again. Like you own Star Wars, <laughs> does make light day a holiday. Crossover. In- oh shit. Yeah. No, let's not let's not open that door. <laughs> that sounds like a bad idea. I, I I'm I one hundred percent think this whole idea came about when somebody was listening to Christmas and Hollis. Yeah. Like they were listening to this song and they were like, hey. Peter Quill would have this song on his Christmas mixtape, and yep. then it, it came from there. That's a solid point. He probably, you know what? It probably is a Christmas mixtape out there. We'll yep. get it when the holiday special comes out. So the only other things we really got announced were, uh, in regards to movie news, we got the name of Ant Man three, which is Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, and I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I you said that in the text thread too. I I mean I don't love it, but I'm I'm curious as why you hate it so much. I hate how much they use the word quantum, and I get that this may be like you know like playing into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't like it. I don't like that word. I don't. I just don't. I don't like it. <laughs> right. I mean, definitely they've just used that word as oh, it's magic. It can mean anything. Yeah. You know what? I actually didn't have a problem with it until you're like when you said how much you, they use quantum. I had flashbacks to the Ant Man and the Wasp and how much I hate that movie because of that. So now I, yeah. I, I now you've convinced me to also hate the name of this. So good job. Good. Uh, the only other things we got confirmed: Jonathan Majors is in the film, um, and that the girl who played Cassie in Avengers uh, Endgame. I don't know, got fired. And the girl who was going to play old Stark daughter, I can't remember her name, Catherine Watson or something. Uh, she is the new Cassie Lang um, in this film. But whatever. I mean, again, I will watch it, but I am not excited for this film. I liked it. I liked the first two. I don't you. You guys are mean. <laughs> Uh, and then the big news, I guess, was that John Watts, the filmmaker who's made all three of the Marvel, Sony, Spider-Man team-up movies, is going to direct the Fantastic Four film, though we have no other information about it other than that. I tell you what, if if your hobby was pasting John Krasinski's heads on images of Fantastic Four, this was a big week for you. <laughs> like, you, you had a great fucking time. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good choice for the director, and I like that it's happening. You know, uh, you know, I like that we've finally got an announcement that some Fox property is happening, and I I think it's good that they're going with Fantastic Four first. If the next wave is going to be more cosmic, they're the guys to go with. There's not as strong a connection with the X Men to that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I think the guy's done a good job with Spider Man. Um, I kind of felt like, oh, this means it's going to be a while, but Spider Man 3 comes out like in July or something. So um, this movie could be in production before the end of the year next year. So yeah, good. I know. Hopefully they get it right because no one has yet. I mean, here's the thing I think, I think the public opinion, including my own, because I don't have any comic attachment, 
two Fantastic Four is so low that I feel like you don't actually have to achieve that much to get people back on board with these characters anymore. Right. Like, just make them kind of likable and have kind of a fun adventure. Um, Well, I mean, the reason I think John Watt is a good director is that he, a good for this, is he found a way with Spider-Man to make it different enough without, like, doing some stupid reinventing the wheel, like, you know, I don't know, the last Fantastic Four movie. So uh, I think he'll be good for this. You know, you say John Krasinski, and I actually, I do believe it will probably end up being John Krasinski, but my fan cast is, uh, that I've seen a lot and I agree with is Raul Coley, I think is how you say his name, the guy, the chef from Haunting of Bly Manor. A lot of people want that guy, and I think he would be a great choice for that character. I could get super on board with that. That guy, that guy's cool, yeah. And that's pretty much it. I probably missed stuff because they announced a lot of crap. But overall, pretty successful day for Disney and especially for Disney Plus. I mean, you know, again, I think it was kind of a necessary thing for Disney to do, uh, you know, timing wise, both based on, you know, the Disney Plus, their own subscribers and for their investors to let them know shit was coming down the line. But the uh, the convenient timing in the same week as HBO Max announces the yeah. whole uh all the movies going to hbo max and theaters at the same time feels like this was a concerted effort to to just uh give the big old bird to netflix right right yeah well disney they announced today and i'm sure this is probably somewhat in response to how the internet's responded to the investor day thing is that they believe by 2022 they will match netflix in profit well, uh, it's, it's, it's like it's an interesting difference right so like netflix i think is is still like the originator uh in the sense that they're like the kleenex brand of of, of streaming uh right but the thing that both you know hbo warner brothers uh have and and disney have now is like name brand shit so right. netflix can continue like making new shit but they don't have the brands on their side necessarily. They have the things that they've already established, but anytime they want to like, you know, uh, create a new revenue stream, a new thing to get people excited, they have to create a new property or, you know, I guess yeah. buy a property from somebody else. Whereas both these, uh, you know, huge conglomerates have just stockpiles and stockpiles of existing properties that people already love uh, to like build shit with. So mm-hmm. it, I could see how it would be a more competitive problem as, we continue to go forward. Yeah. Well, you know, like on that note, you think about Disney, Disney plus has been out for a year and they have met all of their subscription goals and, and exceeded them. However, the constant complaint of content um, is a fair one. Like the content they've put out is not necessarily bad, but it is, you know, family friendly. It's targeted for children. Um, besides Mandalorian and maybe a couple of other things, Hamilton, not much has, has really stretched across generations and, and people groups. However, for example, take Marvel alone. They didn't have a single Marvel property in 2020. They will have nine in 2021. Right. Between right. six shows and three movies. Um, the five we talked about and then Hawkeye as well. They are going to have so they're going to have content out the wazoo that people are going to watch. I mean, I don't know that WandaVision would have been a billion dollar movie in the theaters, but at this point, everything they make does make a billion dollars. So why wouldn't they see that continue on the streaming service? Why wouldn't we see 
them overtake Netflix maybe eventually. Same thing for HBO Max. I mean, I, I'm not super pro HBO Max's decision of, of releasing everything to streaming, but it will draw people to that streaming service. Right. But yeah, that's it. Disney Investor Day. All right. A big day. A lot of shit. Yep. Uh, this is usually where we, we jump in with our Mandalorian chat. It ran way too long last week, so I cut it out last week. And then Hurt hasn't watched it for this week. So I might just, uh, we might reconvene next week and do like a, a, a Mando super episode. of. I will not reconvene week. next week. Oh, that's right. When, actually, we'll, we'll reconvene when it's done, I guess. <laughs> After that would probably be good anyway. Give us some time to think on it. So what did you do with last week's? Did it end up being a separate episode? Uh, you know, I was just lazy and it's just sitting there right now. So <laughs> Good. Uh, nothing's happening with it. It's, it's like Tron for all of those years. It just sat there unused. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> that, was, that was definitely the, the most popular reference you could have gone with. It's the You know why I brought it up? I am still pissed off. There was no Tron news at this investor day. <laughs> because you're I a really, huge Garrett Hedlund fan. I expected it and I wanted it. And there was nothing, and I was disappointed. So it's been in the back of my head for like five days. I did forget that Killian Murphy is in Tron Legacy. Let's get that guy a job. (laughs) Who is he in Tron Legacy? I don't know. He's like a board member in like the first scene, and then he's never in it again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I think it was one of those he was supposed to play a bigger part in the sequels, and then the sequels never Yeah, the sequels never end. Getting that fucking Jared Leto bullshit. Exactly. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, hold tight for Mando, watch it, enjoy it, uh, and just imagine in your heads what our thoughts are going to be. And it's, honestly, it's probably going to be that, but we're going to come back and do them anyway. Uh, in the meantime, what have we been watching this past week, guys? Um, so I decided that I would hop on this pop culture train and, and watch The Queen's Gambit. Uh-huh. That show is phenomenal. Oh, God, I hear it so good. I really need to get into it. Um... It is gripping and suspenseful, and it's just really good. It's gorgeous to look at. It's shot really well. Um, All the things people say about it are true. It's well worth your time. It's a show about chess, but it is like the most tense show I have watched in a long time. It just builds suspense really well. And um, yeah, I mean... The, the word Sicilian method is used about 90 times and it never gets old. And it, it, I, I really, I really like it. Um, and because you're watching a TV show about chess, it makes you feel smarter. Correct. Yep. Uh, it's got a lot of people in it that you will recognize that uh, are playing characters. You probably wouldn't anticipate in them. For example, Dudley Dursley's in it and he's a really arrogant American chess player. And the kid who played from love actually and was joe jen or whatever plays the exact same thing and i thought why couldn't you just cast an american dude for that but those two british guys knocking it out of the park i'm a little worried that uh deadly dursley is like living under a cardboard box on he uh, looks sickly on a a netflix uh, lot somewhere (laughs) yeah because the only things i've seen him in since harry potter have been uh that buster scruggs movie the yep. old guard, and I guess this fucking thing, which are all Netflix things. Are they holding them hostage? <laughs> That's what it seems like. And I mean, that guy looks so thin. I mean, good on him for losing all that weight, but it almost looks scary thin. But uh, he seems to be a pretty good actor. Maybe, maybe Dudley was the best actor in the Harry Potter movies, and we did not know it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Um, 
I watched season two of Buffy. Pretty good. I did not anticipate the angel twist. That got me. Uh, oh, shit. That's dope. I didn't yeah. know you. I figured that would be because that's like the one thing anybody knows going into it. I'm so excited. You didn't know that going into it. I did not. And he's a super dick in it. And yeah. uh, it's fun to watch. Um, I don't think I did anything else. That's I think that pretty much sums up my week. Fair enough. Uh, Man, that's that's really cool because that's maybe my favorite part of the series because it's such a good metaphor for high school dudes and sex played out in, over you know this dumb vampire show. Yeah, I, I love that part of the show. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, you know, I want to preface this by saying before I go into my what my watching this week is for the vast majority of Corona quarantine, I've been so good. Like I've just, I've stayed at home and been a hermit. Like I've always wanted to do my entire life. Mm -hmm. But the reason I didn't watch anything this week is because I went to Universal Studios. How was it? Well, okay. First of all, the reason we we went is because they were having this great discount because of the plague. They were like, well, you know, if you buy a ticket because of the plague, you can just use that ticket to come back, back, uh, uh, come anytime between now and uh, uh, and Christmas as much as you want. So yeah, we took that to mean as like, well, they must be doing bad. It'll probably be fine there. Uh, that they're not doing bad. It was not fine there. There's so many fucking people. I definitely have it, and I'm definitely <laughs> dying right now. It, it, <laughs> but, it came. It came for free with the tickets. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, you know. Uh, Sarah is a huge fan of uh, of the of the Harry Potter land stuff. Uh, she's been numerous, numerous times. This was my first time going since that's been there. So it was cool to go do that with her and I had a lot of fun. I uh, I think I rode four of the five big Harry Potter rides. I didn't read uh, ride the new uh, the new uh, Hagrid's motorbike Hagrid motorcycle one, but all the other ones I, I liked them a lot. Uh, you know, I, I uh, in the one in the castle, I, I got a little sick, uh, you know, I didn't throw up. But right when this golden snitch was in my face, I was like, man, I'm going to throw up on the fucking golden snitch. But then I didn't. And, uh, just like Harry Potter. Just like Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. Uh, you know, I did the Jurassic Park ride. That's uh, that's that was super fun. Got wet. Uh, my favorite ride was probably the Simpsons ride that I'm, you know, I'm. I'm claustrophobic and acrophobic and a pessimist. So rides really aren't for me. So definitely like the ones that are more of a show than slinging you around or more of my thing. So I really like the green gods ride and I really liked the uh, Simpsons ride. Uh, yeah. Uh, things to report back. Uh, I saw a dude, a father pushing a stroller with children with a t-shirt on it that said, I can clear a room by farting. <laughs> I saw a mother, a woman pushing a stroller with children with a T-shirt on it that says marijuana is safer than alcohol, which I don't dispute. But you're at a theme park that's mostly for children with your own child. So if the plague's coming to clear us all out, I think that's fine. Universal Studios, uh, better than Transformers, all right. as long as I don't die. Don't feel that hurt. I, I leave for Disney World on Sunday. Oh, good. Well, well okay, let me tell you this. Uh, I actually don't think I got it probably at Universal because they actually were doing 
practicing pretty good stuff about social distancing and enforcing masks and giving you hand sanitizer. But I went to the shopping thing, Disney Springs. Yeah. And I, that's definitely where I got it. Cause that was just the wild, wild West, man. There was, I mean, I'm sure the theme park is better than that, but Disney Springs was fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, I won't be visiting Disney Springs. I'm there for my children. We're like, we're exclusively doing magic kingdom for okay, like two, cool. two days. And I was like, look, I, I don't care if we anyone else wants to, but we have to go to Hollywood Studios. If we're going to be down there and I don't fucking ride the Millennium Falcon, it's all a waste. <laughs> it's a waste of $2,000. So, so did you kids think this, this was for you? <laughs> yeah. So this time next month, basically, this could be a Joseph only podcast. Oh, God. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Maybe I can get Ian back on. <laughs> <laughs> uh well cool i unsurprisingly this week watched a bunch of anime i'm really sorry for how inaccessible my portion of the podcast has become <laughs> i always used to judge hurt for all of his soap shit and now i've just realized i might be worse it's funny because i can't do the soap shit until you get done with this because like i like we can't go the last like 15 <laughs> minutes can't, of the we podcast can't do both huh just being self-indulgent bullshit <laughs> fair enough uh i watched a movie uh it was probably the last anime movie for a little while uh called weathering with you it's by the same guy who made your oh, name yeah, yeah. which mm-hmm. was super popular a couple years ago uh it's about a it's a romance it's another supernatural romance about a girl with weather powers uh it's fine it's pretty enjoyable better than transformers uh i did appreciate afterwards when i was reading the trivia for it i i read that uh it's ba- like loosely based on catcher in the rye uh, and after I read that, I was, that really like clicked into place for me, as opposed to one misanthropic, uh, mentally ill teen wandering around a city doing shit that teens shouldn't be doing. It's three pretty nice kids uh, wandering around a city doing uh, shit that teens shouldn't be doing. Right. Uh, so it's generally a more fun. But I'm a big fan of uh, of. I feel like no one should ever actually adapt Catcher in the Rye like the the unofficial adaptations i think are just so much better right mm. totally so better than transformers i watched all of uh mob psycho 100 uh it's another anime by the same people who make uh one punch man but whereas one punch man starts off incredibly strong with the first season and fizzles out after a real bad second uh anime season anyway uh mob psycho starts a little bit slower but the first season is really good it's about a, a kid who's got obscenely powerful psychic powers and uh, the crux of the show isn't really that anybody can fight him or anything. It's mostly just that he doesn't really want to use them and people always just force him to do shit with them. But the second season is fucking killer. It just, it's better on every single front. The, the animation is better. The like, character development better. The, the story arcs are really interesting. Uh, it's, it's really, really, it's one of the best seasons I've watched of anything in a long time. So, you know, if, if you start this season, if you start the show, it's weird the first like four episodes. But if you make it past there, it's good time. Better than Transformers. Right on. And then, uh, Christian, did you watch the new episode of Attack on Titan? I did. I, uh, I can't help but feel that whoever wrote this, I guess it was a comic strip, I guess, for a comic first, uh, started on this side. Because yeah. I, I feel like... So uh, as we mentioned to Hurt last week, we've been spending uh, uh, you know the whole three seasons of this show on on one side of a conflict, and then abruptly at the beginning of this season switch to the other side. Uh, and whereas 
the the main story that we've been following has been like a really like high fantasy, like heavy on the lore and rules and like all that bullshit. Like there's been a lot to catch up on uh, right. as as the viewer uh, over the over three seasons uh, of content. The other side is essentially just uh, a Nazi allegory, but if the Jews could be used as weapons. Yep. And and I can't help but feel like that was the starting point. And then in their development of their story, they're like, oh, you know what? The other side of this would be really interesting. Yeah, but- it's it's been, I, you know, I don't think it's, I don't want to say it's a slow start for me. or um, there ha- I feel like there has been more catching up, but the general premise of this side is so much easier to understand. Right. Um, so it's not the lore that's a catch up is that it is kind of throwing a lot of new characters. Now, some of these like um, I can't remember the name of the Titan, you know, the four legged one. Yeah. Like that was it. That's a presence in the show that we have felt before. And now we're getting a character connected to it. Um, but it there is like just it's kind of been a dump of like, oh, here's here is a new set of chess pieces for us to play with. Um, but the lore on this side certainly is much easier to grasp and it does not take near as much. Uh, right. I, I can't, I just can't connect help the pieces. I can't help but feel like this is where the idea started. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it also just feels like a completely different show. It uh, does. And so, I, I haven't gotten used to that fact yet. I haven't either, but uh, I'm sticking through it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trusting till the end. The last season was so good. I'm, uh, I'm in it. So how do you feel about the new animation style? I don't know. I don't feel like it's that dramatic of a difference. The eyes are the only thing that gets me. They're the only thing that's to me is dramatically different, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it, it is just, it, it feels more like a sister show than it does feel like season four of this. Yeah. It's like show. fear the walking dead. Yeah, exactly. Of the Attack on Titan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all. That's it. It's all anime. I'm so sorry, America. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it sounds like we're going to be off for at least a week. When do you get back Christian? Uh, I get back on Christmas Eve, so okay, so just one two weeks week off. off. Yeah, oh, two weeks. One week, one week, I guess. Yeah, yeah. one week off. Uh, so one week without real phonies. Uh, enjoy your your Christmas. Our, and your our Christmas present to you. you yeah, know, it is know. is less of us. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, enjoy uh, enjoy your holidays safely with your family uh, in your bubbles, or go to Disney World if you're an asshole. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, enjoy the, the the end of the Mandalorian, and we will uh, come back and catch you up on uh, the rest of the Mandalorian. I suspect when we get back. So, thank you guys for listening. Please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. Gift somebody this podcast for Christmas <laughs> when when you forgot to get them a gift and it's too late to order shit on Amazon. Podcasts you can send instantly. I'm just saying. That's true. Please uh, let us know. Actually, we did get a comment back on our uh, pilot episode from uh, it was Ed, I think set it in on our on our uh, pilots episode was surprised we didn't mention uh star trek which i'm not a trekkie but i don't know how you guys feel about the pilot of star trek so it depends are we talking about one original star trek and are we talking there are two pilots there are two there, episodes okay no so when n- I, no none specified yeah i wasn't sure now if we're talking about encounter at farpoint agreed strong episode i like that show yeah i mean i like both of the main series uh pilots too but i mean they're it's weird to talk about them because one of them is for a show that never came to exist and the other one you know is still kind of finding their feet but if it's about encounter to far for i agree i totally
totally think it's awesome. Yeah. So we're in lockstep about this, I think. (laughs) (laughs) As is generally the problem with this podcast. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, if if you have any other things you want to share with us, we'd love to talk about it. Uh, You can reach us at realphonies.gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies, on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. And uh, happy holidays, guys. 